Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm James Jericho, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. We'd like to welcome in all of our new and returning listeners. If you're new to the show, please subscribe, leave a five-star review. It does help other Buccaneers fans find us. Once you're done listening to this episode, well... The NFL season is about to begin, and nobody covers it like the Locked On Podcast Network. August 30th through September 8th, Locked On's Ultimate Season Preview is taking you through every team and every division with the help of Odyssey's Ross Tucker and Jason Lockenfora. Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, yesterday we promised a very special, very important guest on today's episode, and now you're going to get them introducing... Once again, joining the Locked On Bucks podcast, Jake Arians, president of the Arians Family Foundation, co-host of the TDN Fantasy Podcast on Twitter at Jake B. Arians, and of course, one of the co-stars of the Loose Cannons network of, of media products. Jake, it's been a, <laughs> a great time watching you get really tight with those guys. At least it appears from social media, you guys have gotten really tight. Uh, really, really a lot of fun to watch everything that you've done with them and that they've been doing just out in the Bucks fan community. Uh, how have you been? It's been a while since we talked. Been great, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, we uh, we hit it off pretty quick, and uh, then they got involved in the foundation, which you know anything we do there, I absolutely love. Uh, raised a ton of money, had a great time the first round of the draft, and uh, I just love going on there. Always a ton of fun. I love the passion. And I'm not sure how in the hell I became the therapist for for Bucks Land and Bucks fans, <laughs> but uh, you know, speaking some rationale every now and again never hurts anything. Absolutely, we end up in the roles that we're meant to be in, right? And it's it's been a lot of fun this off season watching everything going on there with you guys, the foundation, and of course the loose cannons guys, those are good guys. We're happy to see them having as much success and fun as they're having. Um, and for our audience, Jake, we haven't spoken since before the Super Bowl. That was the last time we spoke is leading up to the big game. Obviously we want to get your football takes here on the episode today. And we're going to get to that, but we also, was, we were also hoping maybe you could give our listeners a little behind the scenes, family style retrospective uh, on what it's been like from the win over the chiefs up to this point. You know, it's crazy. The uh, the embrace that my mom and dad, my sister and I had on the field, I pictured for pretty much my entire life. And I'm 43 because uh, my dad's been coaching that long to see what it would be like with that confetti coming down. And it was better than you could imagine. Right. It was absolutely surreal. So from then till now, you kind of forget sometimes and then something will happen. Like my dad went up to the uh, the Hall of Fame game. Uh, ceremony for Peyton and some of those guys. And he was like, you know, it's different walking in. You, you forget you're a Super Bowl winning head coach and they just got their rings and how you're treated. And uh, just little stuff like that. It's, it's been pretty awesome to be able to hear and, in my opinion, get the respect that he deserves uh, or more respect than, than he's gotten in the past for some of this stuff. And they finally pulled it off. And we'll get into the football stuff in a minute. But uh, I mean, it's been a ton of fun. I think they're going to be better than they were last year, this year. It's got to stay healthy. Uh, but it's been. So a lot of times it hasn't really sank in, to be honest with you. I mean, like, so, like I said, something like that will pop up mm-hmm. and you get a reminder that we just we just want it all. We actually have pulled this off in, in a long story career. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the 
two biggest things when I start to see highlights and, and things from that game, the two things that make me smile the biggest is seeing the embrace with with your family and seeing the embrace with Chris and Mariah. For yeah, it's just seeing those two things always put a huge smile on my face. So it it's it's great to hear that. But let's let's start to look ahead a little bit, Jake, to the twenty twenty one season. And there were a lot of hoops to jump through in order for this team to to come back together. There's a lot of money spread out multiple years. You know, players taking less money than they could have gotten on the open market. What does it say about the way this team came together in 2020, given everything that that happened, obviously, that literally everyone wanted to come back rather than go out and look to get the bag on the open market? Yeah, I think there's a few aspects to it. Uh, Last year, we knew we had a chance, but we had to get hot coming out of that bye. You had to be healthy getting in the playoffs. When we got hot, we were healthy coming out of that bye, and really it all you know switched that halftime of that Falcons game coming out of that bye in week 14. And then you get hot and you, you, you rip off those games. Nobody wanted to see us coming. I mean, it was that team that you just don't want to play. They finally figured it out. They put it together. And then you get into this offseason with crazy COVID year and the salary cap actually goes down. It helped us. And that sounds weird, but a lot of guys, were like, I'm going to put this off for a year. I'm going to get paid next year when the cap goes back up. Now, we're going to have more money too. And the, the job that Jason Light – Mike Greenberg and Jackie Davidson did the front office. I still that cannot be understated how unbelievable that was to bring these guys back. But because of that year and that salary cap going down, a lot of guys were like, I'll sign a one-year deal to win another one, to have another chance to play for BA, another chance to play with Tom, uh, for Coach Bowles, for Byron Left, which kept, you know, you kept everybody together. You got all three coordinators, nobody left. Antoine Randall was the only one. And, you know, we, we were so super excited about him getting a promotion to be the receiver coach in Detroit. But when you can bring everybody back, those players are like, I'll put this off a year. The cap goes back up. I'll wait to get paid then. But I can only pr- play with a team like this. Who, I mean, how many, how many teams can, can you say, if you play 10 years in the NFL, can you play on a team like that? Very few guys will ever get one year, much less the ability to bring it back when they all know they can be 20% better this year than they were last year. It's just all injury related. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they are definitely passionate about their favorites. And if you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. Available now, we have raspberry cheesecake, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, orange, strawberry, coconut, mint brownie, salted caramel, raspberry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, and cherry bar sia. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting protein bar, but they're healthy too. Built Bars have 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you're going to get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at Built.com. Jake Arians, president of the Arians Family Foundation, co-host of the TDM Fantasy Podcast on Twitter at Jake B. Arians, joining us here on the Lockdown Bucks Podcast to wrap up the week before we get into our first game week. And Jake, we're closely getting up to that part of the timeline. But before we get there, we have to hit April and the NFL draft. And in the talk, honestly, a lot of times during the draft uh, buildup was how hard it was really going to be for any rookie, let alone a lot of rookies or even a few rookies to make the active roster, given all of the Buccaneers players 
that were coming back. And now we see that six of the seven draft picks are on the active roster, uh, an impressive feat for any draft class, let alone one joining a team as stacked as this one, returning as many players that we were just talking about. So what are your early thoughts on this rookie class? Granted, all this has come before any of them take a, a game rep that counts for record per se, but what are your thoughts on how this class has really come into this franchise? You know, it does, and it, they don't count really, but you can see why you drafted these guys. I mean, for Jason Light to be what, you're four years in a row now, like six of the eight, yeah. seven of nine, whatever it is, are on the team. I mean, it's incredible. That wasn't his, his entire career, but it wasn't him making all those picks for a long time. Uh, the combination they got going now, they're getting it right for what they're building for this defense, for this offense. Tryon looks like an absolute freak. I mean, mm -hmm. if, if the draft was tomorrow, he's a top 10 pick. He, he looks like a home run. Trask looks really good. I think he's answered all the arm strength uh, questions. Hainsey is going to be really versatile, but people forget he's playing center in, in the NFL. He didn't play that at Notre Dame. He's a right tackle. He was a three-year starter and a two-year captain, a great guy to have to add that versatility to that line. Um, I mean, you just go down the line. Darden, absolute freak. He's got to learn the NFL game. It's really different when you were never in a huddle in high school and college and the nuances of playing receiver at that level, especially with a guy like Tom Brady's your quarterback, but it's not perfect. It's not right. You just keep going down the line, down the line. I mean, the linebackers, I love. Uh, the kid from Auburn is a stud. He, had, he battled injuries, but my dad described him best. He could have played in the 80s, 90s, 2000s now. He's a football player. He's an absolute thumper. He plays faster than he ran, which is one of the reasons he was a fifth-round pick. Uh, but for have that many guys, and Grant Stewart, another one, special teams guy, high-motor guy, that many guys to make a team that's this loaded is an unbelievable drafting, not only for need, for salary cap, but building for what you do in the future, and they just continue to build to be in a great salary cap position moving forward because some of these guys aren't going to be around forever. Jake, let's go ahead and dive into to the season outlook. As people are listening to this, uh, you know, we're six days away from the Bucks and the Cowboys kicking things off. You've you've mentioned you know the health of the team a, a few times and. And I'm sure that would be one of the answers to this question. But what are the biggest hurdles that this team faces you know, in their ability to repeat as Super Bowl champions? A lot of people have been talking about it since it happened, how difficult it is to repeat, how long it's been since a team has gone back to back. So, you know, outside of injury, I guess, what, what do you see as the biggest hurdle? And then how do you see this season playing out? It's definitely not that dumbass ESPN report about right tackle. <laughs> I can tell you that's not one of the concerns that I have about repeating. Um, you know, I, I think outside of injury, you know, normally when you win the Super Bowl, you don't have the conversation we just had with 22 starters returning, six of eight draft picks making the team. The, that The depth this year is better than it was a year ago. So when you're talking about injuries, we can sustain some. Certain positions are thinner than others. That's the NFL. And the, really the biggest thing keeping – teams close or keeping, keeping teams out of it is, is the injury bug and not being that deep or losing a really good guy, having a young guy that's not ready to step in. We don't really have that. I mean, that wide receiver room is loaded. The tight end room loaded offensive lines deeper than it was a year ago. That's my biggest concern is having offensive line injuries with Tom, not the most fleet of foot and he needs to be able to have a little time, but he has that time. And, you know, and then you get into the running back room is stronger than it was a year ago. I love the addition of Geo. Linebacker got a little deeper. Defensive line's a little old, but they're still a little deeper. Guys, that guys are coming on. 
Um, the corners really grew up at the, in the playoffs last year. They're there. A little thin at safety. we got to get some guys back. Uh, but really, it's just a matter of not getting, you know, some of these teams that just are just decimated every year. Like the 49ers last year just got crushed. Like, as long as there's not something like that. But I think we could sustain as many as anybody in the league, still be really successful. Now, of course, the, the kicker's Tom, but he – has he played through an MCL for you know years now and then finally got that thing cleaned up? Um, the schedule is okay. You know, there's a there's a couple back to backs that are tough. Uh, I love that it finishes. If you're just looking off, you know, on paper, it finishes a little bit weak, which is great. Uh, they have a chance to get healthy, get hot again going into the playoffs. Uh, I think injuries really are the only thing that are that are. I mean, you, you win the Super Bowl, you lose coaches. That didn't happen. We talked about that. None of those guys left. I mean, that's really the only thing I can see slowing this team down or stopping them is themselves or injuries. That's a, it's a great situation to be in, obviously, for, for any franchise and, and happy to see it happening to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, this coaching staff, these players, especially. Jake, something we talked about last season um, that I kind of wanted to run back a little bit because James and I have honestly, we've brought it up on the show multiple times since then, uh, is that obviously as long as the Buccaneers are winning, Nobody should really care about who's getting starts, touches, et cetera, in the running back group. Uh, and as you said, right, unless you're into fantasy football, well, you host a very good fantasy football show. We have fantasy football enthusiasts listening to this show. So for those fantasy football people who also, by the way, should be listening to the TDN Fantasy Podcast, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed your guys' mock draft, uh, 12-team mock draft you guys had posted up here recently. So everybody should go check that out. But which running back is the Buccaneers running back worth drafting the most in your eyes? God, I don't know. Whoever it is is going to drive you crazy. <laughs> I mean, I, I honestly think Rojo could go for 1,400 yards yeah. and Leonard could actually be on the field more, if that even makes sense. And then you're going to throw in Geo in certain situations, whether it's two-minute, uh, no huddle, third down, which Fournette was so good in the playoffs. Playoff Lenny was a different cat. If he comes into week one – as playoff and Super Bowl Lenny, he was spectacular. But you go back to when Rojo was healthy and the explosiveness that he has, that he got a little bit better in the past game last year than the year before, needs to make another stride there. Man, I'd have to probably say Rojo. I think he's going to have the most carries. But then I think we're going to be winning a lot of games by a lot of points late, and we're going to put in the fresh running back to close things out. Yeah. So if I had to pick one, I'd probably go with Rojo but it's going to drive you crazy from a fantasy point of view, from a football point of view, you got to love it. Yeah. Leonard Fournette really grew up last year. He had a conversation with the head coach. He turned things around. He took his, turned his mentality around and then he turned into playoff Lenny and Lombardi Lenny. And he was spectacular in the playoffs. Uh, when, when Rojo had that injury and he had to be the guy, he was amazing. And that's been the attitude of this entire offseason and preseason wanting to come back. So now you add those guys. Keyshawn Vaughn's got another year under his belt if he has to get some touches. You, you add Geo. I mean, that room to me is more grown up and deeper. People forget that Rojo's younger than, than Keyshawn Vaughn. He's going his fourth year in the league. I mean, he was a baby when he came out. His maturity, how much he's growing every year. I, I, I can see him going for 1,500 yards. I mean, people are like, we're going to throw it a ton, and I think we are. But if we're in one back, one tight end, 11 personnel, how are you going to stop that? You got to have, you got to be a nickel to stop the receivers. We can run it down your throat with that offensive line. Mm -hmm. And if you bring in a linebacker to go base to stop the run, you still got those receivers out there. How are you going to cover them? I mean, it's, it's going to be a real conundrum for defenses to try to figure out how to play this team. Can you play a man? Not many people have the personnel for that. Going to have to play zone. It's going to be really interesting, but I, I think all, all three running backs will be successful. And from a fantasy point of view, it's going to drive everybody crazy. 
<laughs> now, a, a lot of drafts have already happened. I had mine this this past weekend, but we're coming up on on one of the two biggest draft weekends of the fantasy season. So for those of our listeners that are going into their drafts this weekend, who is the Buccaneer player that they need to make sure that they're walking away from their draft with? Honestly, it's Antonio Brown, and the reason is because you can get him late. I, if you listen to our mock, you heard me say a million times, go running back heavy, because you can get receivers all the way to the 11th to 12th round that are ones and twos on teams. I mean, Marvin Jones Jr. is going to be the number one receiver of the Jaguars. You can get him in the 10th round, and they're going to throw it a ton. They're going to have to. Uh, Antonio Brown, I've, I got in two leagues in the 7th round, and I think when you're talking about you got to take Chris or Mike in the second or third I think AB's numbers are going to be very similar. I think all three of them could go for a thousand yards. I think all three of them could have 10 touchdowns. And that value is all about the difference between taking another running back in the second and getting AB in the seventh is huge. I mean, if you're adding a um, Antonio Gibson, James Robinson, uh, one of those guys, Najee Harris in the second round, and you can add AB later. I think AB is probably the guy that, that I targeted the most from the bucks, just because I don't like paying the premium I love getting that value. So if you're getting him in the seventh round and you guys have been around the team the whole preseason, you know how good he looks and you're hearing stuff out of camp, how good he looks. Uh, I think that's the best value in fantasy on the Bucks. Yeah. And I, I real quick, Jake, I want to, I want to echo, I think it was Jamie's sentiments of you dedicating yourself to the getting a wide receiver later in the mock draft uh, mentality that, I mean, they're not even real teams that are actually going to be competing for like money or prizes or anything. But I was getting nervous listening to you continuous, continuously passing up wide receivers. But I mean, it's, it's brilliant. And you're hundred percent, right. There's just not enough. You're not getting the running back of Antonio Brown's caliber in the seventh round. You got to go in the first four rounds to get those guys. Cause then it gets really, really thin. Then you get into the Rojos and the four nets and the Singletary and the Moss, the timeshare guys. It's really, really hard to get that same, that same kind of value where Tom Brady loves AB. I mean, you guys watched the first quarter of that guy, that game against the Texans, four mm-hmm. for 42. Yeah. And you could see a 12 catch, 140 yard game out of him. Easy. And Mike and Chris were still going to put up their numbers. I just, to get a guy like that in the seventh round, you cannot do it from the running back position. No. And I've, I've been big on the draft AB train. When I was, when I was down there at practices, I was even tweeting out, find someone who loves you the way Tom loves Antonio Brown, because <laughs> yeah. everything was going to that guy. Um, we did our, our first ever locked on bucks fantasy league and my 12 year old was chosen to represent the show and he drafted Antonio Brown in the eighth round after the bucks defense had been drafted. I love it. I, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's value. That, that is, that's a potential wide receiver one wide receiver two for fantasy purposes. You're getting an eighth round. That means you loaded your team before that with other really, really good players. Absolutely. All right. Well, Jake, let everybody know what you have going on and, and where they can find some more of, of what you're doing. So we got the, uh, the TDN fantasy show on the draft network. That's, that's uh, two times a week and you get all the fantasy content. We'll have, uh, have a, uh, some big news coming up to come back on here when we get it all finalized. Uh, one of our pick them shows where we pick every game uh, against the spread, every game in the NFL I've been doing for eight years. Uh, it's been, I have had a lot of success doing that with gambling going crazy all over the country and legal in a lot of places. Uh, that, but it's a ton of fun. And it's, I, I do pick them. I just pick the games and then the spread kind of falls as it is. But I, I have been a lot of, have a lot of success doing that. I like doing that. It's a lot of fun. And then ariansfamilyfoundation.com for anybody that's interested in helping foster kids and kids in the system that have been abused and neglected. 
Uh, that's the passion of the Arians family. That's the legacy of the Arians family. And uh, anybody with wants more information there, ariansfamilyfoundation.com. All right. Well, Jake, thanks so much for uh, for some of your time, and we're going to make sure that it's not so long before uh, we have you back on again. So let's do it. Let's do it soon. Thanks, guys. It's that time of year again. All eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start their seasons. And as always, betonline.ag is your number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season. Speaking of which, James, the Ohio State Buckeyes, the Ohio State Buckeyes, 13 and a half point favorites in their game against Minnesota yesterday. I definitely put some money on that game over at betonline.ag as the Buckeyes begin their 2021 Big Ten Conference dominance. If you want to get in on some of the action, obviously that game's over, but future action, get all your updated odds, props, and contests at betonline.ag, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at betonline.ag. Head there, sign up today, and get a 100% welcome bonus when you use the promo code Locked On. Be sure you also take advantage of your opening day super promo. You make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between your Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, somehow the Buccaneers lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, whether it's football, basketball, boxing, right up to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 NFL season. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Wrapping things up here on a Friday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. James Yarko, David Harrison on Twitter at JayYarko underscore Bucks at DHarrison82. Again, big thank you to Jake Arians for joining us. Follow him on Twitter at JakeBArians. David, you couldn't even give me the full week just just to leave my first place, University of Illinois Fighting Illini alone. You, you had to squeeze something in at the very end. Of, of the one week they're going to be in first place. Well, I mean, listen, at least you can you can rest easy knowing they'll be tied for first place. I mean, they'll both have a conference win. And, of course, if the Buckeyes somehow lose, I am not coming on this show for at least a month uh, because that's not a conversation I'm going to have with you. Or I'm just going to take some days off since you, you took some time off just a few weeks ago. And so uh, in order for me to not give you grief about it, uh, you would just have to do the show solo for like a week. Took time off, was laying on my couch. Sick. <laughs> yeah, whichever, you know, was, whichever part of that story you want to go with. It was still time off. That's 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 all I'm trying to say. Anyway, we have the official Locked On Network Power Rankings. Now, this is something that, that we worked on. All of the... Locked on NFL hosts filled out our power rankings one through 32 for, you know, the NFL before the season starts. And David, we, we have, we have the results of, of the fruits of our labor here. Yes, that's that we do. And uh, the number one team in the power rankings for the locked on podcast networks, preseason power rankings, Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is great because I know that you and I put them first place because, again, you're the champions and you brought back all your Super Bowl winning players and your support staff and all that stuff. Um, we just talked about this with Jake Arians, how amazing that was and how dedicated this team is and locked in. 
uh, to, to trying to run back some of the magic they caught last year. So what, how could they possibly not be not, like how you could put the Kansas city chiefs who lost players? Like they, they, like they lost players from their, their Super Bowl contending team. And I mean, again, we'll see how it actually plays out on the field, but from looking on paper, they didn't exactly replace them with a whole lot of upgrades, right? How you put the Kansas city chiefs ahead of the Buccaneers after the Buccaneers just laid 31 to nine whooping on them uh, in Raymond James stadium, just this last February is beyond me, but a lot of people are doing it. A lot of power rankings have the chiefs. Number one, usually the Buccaneers are number two, but I'm happy to say that our counterparts here at the lockdown podcast network, because obviously we could get outnumbered if they wanted to um, have the right answer at the top of that poll. But we were talking about this before we recorded James, somehow somebody put the Buccaneers as low as third in the NFL. I don't even know who, like, even if you have the Chiefs over them, who who else are you putting over the Buccaneers at this point? We we know who did that. We know who did that. I mean, Card- I'm not saying it was Peter Bukowski in the Green Bay Packers. Exactly. But it was Peter Bukowski in the Green Bay Packers. The card-carrying, Tom Brady, Buccaneer-hating Peter Bukowski is 1,000% the one that put the Buccaneers third in the power rankings. The only thing that gets me is the highest ranking that the Packers got was third. So maybe it wasn't Peter. Maybe it wasn't Peter. Maybe. Maybe it was Joe. It was Joe Marino. To push the Bills up. On Bills podcast because, yeah, the Bills' highest ranking is second, which. Dun, dun, dun. Those are good. Like second in the AFC. Yeah, but not in the NFL. So maybe I should publicly apologize to Peter Bukowski because you're going to have to ask Joe Marino about that during crossover Thursdays when the Bucks and Bills play this year. Mm, just start just start it off. Just be like, so Joe, just come right out. Preseason rankings. Somebody put the Buccaneers third, and we noticed that the Bills were ranked second. The Chiefs weren't voted anywhere below second. So did you put the Buccaneers third? And why do you hate Tom Brady other than the fact that you cover the Bills? And he dominated upstate New York for <laughs> over a decade and a half. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, maybe we do owe Peter Bukowski an apology. But uh, I, from what I know of Peter, I think his his ego is intact. I don't think he's going to care too much about our shade or our apology, to be, to be quite honest with you. But getting to the top 10, James. Uh, so, again, Buccaneers number one. Chiefs came in second overall. Uh, the Buffalo Bills did come in third, followed by the Green Bay Packers, Los Angeles Rams, the Matt Stafford Los Angeles Rams coming in fifth, uh, the Baltimore Ravens sixth, the Seattle Seahawks with little to no defense, so cool, uh, coming in seventh, the Cleveland Browns coming in eighth, the Tennessee Titans coming in ninth, so that's what happens, I guess, when you beat the Super Bowl champs in the preseason as you get bumped up in the power rankings, and then the San Francisco 49ers tenth, which honestly I don't agree with, um, but... Neither did some other people because the 49ers lowest ranking was 24th, which I don't know that I had them that low. I can't really honestly remember. I don't think I had them that low, but I definitely don't think they're necessarily top 10 um, at this point in time. You know, we'll see if they can stay healthy. First of all, they, they've got some good names, but you look at their three key players that are listed on this article here uh, on Tegna's uh, news stations, George Kittle injury problems, Nick Bosa injury problems, and then Fred Warner. So Two of the three have injury problems that are pretty significant. Um, So we'll see if they can stay healthy in order to maintain that top 10, Billy. But what do you think about the top 10? 
Uh, overall, I'm fine with it. I, I think you threw a little shade at the Titans there because I think they deserve a top 10 ranking. And it, it's certainly not because of a win against the Bucks in the preseason. I mean, Tannehill and, and Derrick Henry, they, they have that team in playoff contention. You know, the past couple of years, the, the big story was they knocked out Tom Brady two years ago and, you know, gave the Chiefs problems and, you know, the, the Titans are hands down the best team in the AFC South. And, you know, they could they could make a deep run in the playoffs. I did throw a little bit of shade and it's not warranted. Yes, the, the Tennessee Titans absolutely do deserve to be a top 10 team in the power rankings here. And and I mean, to, to reference that, the lowest ranking they received was a 15th place vote by probably a Colts or Texans or Jaguars host, I'm assuming. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, they definitely do. I just you. You know this. Our listeners probably don't know this as much, but you know I'm just salty because I know you are, buddy. I I love Eddie George, Houston Oilers, Eddie George, and I never <laughs> wanted that to go away, and it did. So, you know, I I don't appreciate it. Yeah, I I understand. I I get it. But David, let's talk about the bottom five, um, and I don't know what your bottom five looks like, but mine was not quite like this. Coming in at 28th was the Cincinnati Bengals, 29th, the New York Jets, 30th, the Urban Meyer-led Jacksonville Jaguars, 31st, the Detroit Lions, and 32nd, the Houston Texans. Um, I did not have the Texans as the worst team in my power ranking. I, in fact, had the Detroit Lions. Because, oh my goodness, they're terrible. Yeah, I definitely had the Houston Texans 32nd overall because that entire franchise, like from top to bottom, is just a mess. And the Detroit Lions, they are also a mess. But the Houston Texans are like reality TV hoarders level of mess. And the Detroit Lions are just like ooh, clean up your house, guys, type of a mess. In, in my eyes, because we talked about this before, and you took it as shade towards uh, Terod Taylor, which it wasn't intended no. to be shade there. <laughs> but I mentioned, like, the Houston Texans, like, first of all, you have a coach that got hired, and a lot of people were like, really? You hired him? Cool. Um, you have a quarterback that wants nothing to do with your franchise. Absolutely nothing to do with your franchise, no matter what. Um, at least the Detroit Lions have a coach that is motivated, granted, trying to bite people while laying on the ground, but motivated nonetheless. And you have a quarterback that wants to play. Granted, the quarterback's name is Jared Goff, but at least you have members wearing the uniform and you have a Super Bowl winning coach in Antoine Randall on your coaching staff. So, I mean, there are some positives for the Detroit Lions when you're talking about the bottom rung of the NFL. They're still bottom rung. But to me, I, I look at it as this. If I were offered a job at both these franchises, which one would I go work for? I would probably just go back into the army. But if I had to take one of those jobs, it would be with the Detroit lions. So they're 31. The Texans are 32. I want to say the Jags were my 30th overall team uh, because urban Meyer, the Bengals I actually had higher because I have a lot of high hopes for Joe Burrow. I think Jamar chase will get his NFL legs under him. Um, and they have some really good defense pieces. So I actually had the Bengals higher. I think it was like mid twenties, like early to mid twenties. So it's not too much higher, but higher than 28th. No, these were definitely my bottom five teams. I just had the bottom two flip-flopped. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and then finally here, before we get out of today's episode, NFC South division rivals, just because we love uh, talking trash about those guys. So the Bucks are number one. The Saints are all the way down to 17. 
but they're still ahead of the Falcons and Panthers. Falcons came in 25th. Panthers come in 26th. So apparently locked on podcast hosts believe the Bucks are definitely far by far and away uh, the best team, not just in the NFL, obviously, but the NFC South Saints are second Falcons and Panthers basically duking it out there for who's going to get like the ninth pick in the draft and the 11th pick in the draft. Cause that's usually how that happens. Now you, you weren't on the, the ultimate season preview episode for the yeah. NFC South. Is this how you see the standings finishing out in the, in the division bucks, saints, Falcons, Panthers, or do you have it in a different order? Um, no, honestly, I have it in a different order. I have the Falcons second. And the, honestly, the only reason is that I, I, I hope Jameis Winston has a lot of success in the NFL. I still think that he's a good person, you know, generally speaking, and everybody makes mistakes, all this stuff. It was the surprise of NFL cut down day. Cam Newton out in New England. But until, so a a very wise person once said, the Jacksonville Jaguars suck until they don't suck anymore. Jameis Winston is a, is a liability as a quarterback until he's not a liability as a quarterback anymore. That's, that's really the simplest way I can put it. And so until Jameis Winston shows he's not a liability at quarterback, the Atlanta Falcons have Matt Ryan, who makes his fair share of mistakes as well, got it, but he's not nearly the liability that Jameis Winston has been or Sam Darnold has been. And and uh, I, you know, gives a little bit of credence to the thought process that Sam Darnold also played at a dumpster fire, dumpster fire franchise with a dumpster fire coaching staff. So give him a little bit of chance to, to resurrect himself, got it. But right now I just, I have the Falcons second. I have the Saints third just because I think they have enough talent uh, to pull out a third place finish in the Carolina Panthers. Again, it goes back to Sam Darnold. I don't have any faith in Sam Darnold until there's a reason to have faith in Sam Darnold. So that's basically the reason I have those guys second or third and fourth. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Now I, I made my picks on the, uh, on the ultimate season preview. So everyone's gonna have to wait until that episode's episode drops, uh, to hear mine. Um, but you you kind of went against the grain of what the rest of the the divisional hosts picked, but you you stated similar to how your co-host picked. So that's that's the only tease that I'll give for that. Uh, but David, we are out of here. When we are back next week, it's game week. We are going to be previewing an actual regular season NFL football game with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys, and I cannot wait. Check out everything David and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. Send us your voicemails to 813-444-5841, or send us your emails to LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com. Going to have something exciting to announce on Monday. I'll probably go ahead and tweet about it over the weekend. But for those of you that missed out on the Fantasy Football League, we have something else exciting that you can get in on, free to enter, and uh, there's no limit on participants. So watch for that over the weekend, but I will uh, I will talk about that on Monday's episode. And uh, yeah, David, that's going to do it for us. So hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to each other. We thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.